Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. In the name of God, the Most Kind, the Most Merciful. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon you all. Thank you all again for tuning in to another one of Al Hadi Youth's podcasts. And we have another local election special for you, following on from the recent release of the podcast with Labour candidate for Stanmore, Navin Shah. We are now um, honoured to record with the candidate in for the Stanmore Ward for the Green Party, uh, Linda Robinson. Um, and without further ado, I'm going to pass it on to uh, Linda Robinson to talk about herself and how she got involved in the political scene. Hello, my name's Linda Robinson and I have stood for election for the Stanmore Ward of the Local Council every election since 2010. And I've lived all my life in around this Stanmore area so I know it quite well and I have seen a lot of political history here um, and of late none of it has been very good um, since 2010 when the Conservatives took over the national government our local government became Labour and they haven't made a lot of good decisions that's not always been their fault um, but we find ourselves now in a situation where we only have two parties running our council they are constantly at loggerheads and good decisions are not being made we need more of a um, political diversity and we need a lot more attention to the climate change strategy that our council approved three years ago before they even declared a climate emergency and that strategy hasn't even been followed and it was very weak in the first place so there's a lot more we actually need to take action on in Harrow to yeah. preserve our climate and to spend our funds more wisely locally. Thank you. Um, and it's some very interesting topics you touched upon there, and I think we'll we'll revisit them um, shortly. Um, before we go further, delve further into the Green Party manifesto that uh, you're running on, um, I'd just like to um, kind of touch upon some of the uh, issues regarding the structure of the council. As I'm sure you're aware, a lot of people uh, are perhaps unaware of how local government is run, how it's structured, how many votes they get, when they get their vote, how, where they go to vote, all these kind of issues. So I'm wondering if perhaps you are able to shine some light on that. Okay. What I will say is, first, be careful when you vote in Harrow in this local election on this week, um, because some ward boundaries have been changed some are now smaller and are only going to be represented by two councillors and this means that you only get two votes 
some people are thinking that they still have three votes. Yeah. And if they vote three times on their paper, they will spoil their whole paper and none of their votes will be counted. Yeah. So I think that's very important to stress to people who may have been used to having three votes in their local election and now they only have two. So check very carefully before you mark your paper. Definitely you have, important point, yeah. You have three votes or two votes, depending on your ward. In Stanmore, we have three votes. You don't have to cast them all for the same candidates from the same party you can cast them for candidates across all different parties um, and um, the the way they are counted and the way the seats are won unfortunately is not very proportionally representative it means that whichever candidates are first past the post in terms of the majority of votes, they, they become our councillors. And on the council, whoever, whichever party gets the majority of councillors gets to form the administration and make the decisions in cabinet that affect the way that our council has to behave going forward so nobody else's vote really counts other than the successful candidates um from the two main parties but it doesn't have to be this way it will take a long time to change the actual voting system and messing about with the boundaries really doesn't help very much. But by voting for candidates who you actually listen to what they believe in and think that they can make a, a difference, voting for them shows the support for ideas that are not necessarily party political about Tory party point scoring or Labour party moaning about the government but about what do people actually want to do about the things in their community and can they show their support so that whoever gets into power knows the things that people are really expecting them to do. And that, that's an interesting point actually you raised which which brings me on to my next question, which is what are some of these policies that the Green Party is bringing, especially to the local area, um, that perhaps differentiates it from, for example, you mentioned some of the failings of the current uh, leadership of the Harrow Council? Yes, we do not have a strong environment portfolio holder at Harrow Council. Um, but also, we are weak in Harrow on a lot of other things. But if I'm going to talk about the, the, the almost every aspect of the council's responsibilities touches on um, the environment that we live in. Yeah. Um, and the, the 
con our contribution to the global um, environmental situation. So, um, but locally, I think what people notice and what people are interested in and what people think they can do something about is um, or what they think the council should do something about is our actual streets, litter in our streets, fly tipping in our streets, our street trees, our parks and open spaces and um, looking after them properly and um, letting them contribute to environmental imperatives like um, flood resilience and um, extreme heat mitigation and um, biodiversity. Yeah. Uh, I think people care about air pollution and water pollution, which both of which are extremely bad in Harrow. And I think people care and worry about their recycling and their bin collections yeah. and, you know, all those things that householders write on social media about, you know, the council didn't collect my bin, somebody fly-tipped on, 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 in my street. Um, and the council's policies on these things have not helped people to get a grip or help, they haven't helped people to do the right thing. And I think having free collection of bulky waste items, for example, that's not only my idea. I think other candidates are from other parties are also saying that. So maybe listen to what other candidates are saying too. Um, food waste collection and the chargeable garden waste connect collection yeah. i would argue against those aren't working they aren't working they aren't making money remember a lot of what the council feels it has to do is about making money now and uh, not about saving money anymore yeah. it's about making money and um Councils are not very good at being commercial, and Harrow Council has been a dismal failure in most of its commercial ventures, and um, it needs a little bit more, less money-making thinking, and more about investing in the community. Yeah. P groups like yours within the community who influence people and can guide people and can act as you know advice points for people the council is not making use of any of those type of um, community initiatives like it could and instead um, it's alienating a lot of, of community groups from all faiths and walks of life and um, not getting people on board with things which would help everybody yeah no, definitely thank you for that and um, some interesting ideas that um, that have been put forward by us by yourself and I think one of them um, obviously a staple of, the, of all Green Party uh, manifestos which is regarding environmental policies um, brings me on to one of the um, concerns that some uh, questions that some members in our community have especially with us living in northwest London where there has been um, 
a lot of talk regarding certain groups such as Extinction Rebellion and Insulate Britain, which have taken um, further steps in terms of protesting for environmental policies. So some questions were raised regarding, um, is there a link with these groups with the Green Party? Um, is there uh, any support for their activities um, regarding environmental policies from the Green Party? Um, yeah, I think there is some support from within the Green Party Yeah. Um, for some of those groups and their activities. Many of those people may be Green Party members, I don't know. Um, I can tell you that local Green Party members, including myself, have been on... I haven't... I don't... Extinction Rebellion isn't really something that you belong to. It's not a membership organisation yeah. like like yours or like the Green Party. Yeah. Um, um, and they have often been at demonstrations and protests that I have been on, the really big ones. And um, I have sat down in the road in Trafalgar Square and... Um, and stop traffic as part of, um, you know, bigger climate change movements. Um, and um, it's a shame that groups like um, the latest one, Stop Oil, are they called? And the Insulate Britain. So, yeah, Insulate yes, Britain. As well. Insulate yeah. Britain um, you know, I feel for them. They are, you know, they are really trying hard, bless them. And they feel like people are not listening. And they're not. Mm. So this, the, these kind of um, uh, forms of protest, for example, you mentioned regarding um, stopping traffic, has obviously caused a, a large-scale discussion uh, in the political scene across the UK um, with lots of mention and talk shows and, and et cetera and the like. Um and there has been a question regarding um, what the purpose is and what the message is that's trying to be that they're trying to get across. And it's important actually to to consider protests like this in the wider context of other laws that are being passed at the same time. What I mean by that is, twenty eighth April two thousand twenty two. So only what is that? A few days ago, something like that. Um, Priti Patel's policing bill to clamp down on protests, on forms of peaceful protest, has actually just received royal assent after passing through the House of Lords and the House of Commons. And it's making forms of what's considered lawful protest uh, uh, much narrower, where people can be imprisoned for, for forms of protest that cause disturbance, a, a, a deliberately vague term that can be applied quite loosely. And I think the worry here is that these Whatever your belief is um, on on the methods of groups such as Extinction Rebellion, such as Insulate Britain, or any other environmental groups, it is important to um, consider their message that sometimes it does require uh, causing a disturbance for people to talk about their message. Um, one of the um, important aims of, of some of these groups, I believe, is to raise an issue, uh, raise a talking point regarding the fact that individual action is useful, of course, but the challenge we have for climate change is so much bigger than individual action. And we need to get serious about the scale of necessary change and, and speaking 
against state power, the comfort zone of local action and, and saying small is beautiful is, is almost risible given the extent of the challenge, no matter how good it makes us feel. I mean, there was a report from Oxfam published on 21st September of 2020, it's almost two years ago now, which stated that carbon emissions of the richest 1% are more than double the emissions of the poorest half of humanity. Now, when we, when we take into, think, into account things like that, it, it makes us think, you know, sometimes some of these policies we talk about on the individual scale about, um, uh, you know, washing your dishes or something like that is almost, you know, nonsensical to discuss when we talk about the larger issue. And sometimes some of these groups uh, are required to be more vocal. So then the question then becomes, is it necessary for parties like the Green Party to raise their voice and say, you know what, we actually need to speak truth to power and say we need to take a step forward and say let's talk beyond individual action and take on who are the real culprits behind the climate crisis yes and that's so interesting so many of those points that you've raised because it's actually i believe impossible to separate um the climate crisis from social justice so we talk about climate justice, yeah. don't, don't we? And the Green Party isn't just all about environmental issues. It isn't all about trees and recycling. It's, um, it's about social justice yeah. and human rights and some of the sorts of things that you're talking about being clamped down i mean look what's happening now not only do we have things like the the policing and crime bill we have threatening to take parts of the actual human rights yeah. bill away um and look don't want to frighten you i am not taking my clothes off but because you've spoken about these things i'm showing you my t-shirt Oh, Greenpeace, yeah. Which is a Greenpeace T-shirt. Um, and, of course, long before Extinction Rebellion and um, Insulate Britain, people like Greenpeace and Friends of the Earth, of which I've been a member for longer than I've been a member of the Green Party, um, you know, have been protesting and fighting and... Um, sailing the arctic to save the whales in in their in the case of greenpeace in their boats or scaling buildings to demonstrate against um you know fossil fuel companies so and and things have changed since i was first involved other people used to think, you know, like Green Party, environmentalists, Greenpeace, Friends of the Earth, all that stuff, that waste of time. People don't think that so much now because people know that all those issues that we raised all those years ago yeah. have come to pass. And um, suddenly people are like, oh yeah, you know, all those things that people demonstrated about for all those years and it wasn't just about you know let's um let's save the whales it was about people as well in the you know about it's not fair on people in other you know what we call the global south yeah and the worse the climate 
issue gets. It's not going to be us here in Stanmore who are and on in Harrow who are going to suffer the most. No matter what we do, it's going to be people in the global south, and we have to help to do something about that here in Harrow. Yeah, definitely. And and in fact, some of the points that we were mentioning regarding um, taking the issue of climate crisis to those who are more responsible. For example, what I mean by that is the World Economic Forum or the, the Davos Conference, which they held in 2020, was pretty much there to speak about the climate crisis. And yet all these people were traveling there on private jets, contributing to, I believe, thousands of metric tons of, of, of carbon emissions. Um, it's, it's almost as if the, the elites attending these conferences are laughing at us. They're telling us they're talking about the climate crisis, and yet they're traveling there on private jets. Um, However, that also raises the question, conversely, regarding the Green Party, which some people say um, doesn't have uh, enough of a sensible plan to, to, to tackle some of these issues. What I mean by that, for example, is some say the Green Party is quite idealistic regarding talking some of these things, but has not offered a structured plan. Um, for example, one issue that was raised was that the party wants to eliminate fossil fuels immediately in its decarbonization plans. Um, but rejects the use of nuclear energy, which some people say is required if you, re if you need an immediate shift. Um, so in its last manifesto for the Green Party, the party did champion a net zero emission by 2030, but some say they didn't offer much of an industrial strategy uh, to get there. On the Harrow Green Party website itself, it states, Green councillors in Harrow will deal with the climate emergency. So the question then comes about, what is a, a structured plan for the Green Party in its decarbonisation plans to tackle some of these issues? Okay. Um, personally, I have never been in favour of nuclear power. Yeah. Um, and some people in the Green Party are, and what the you know what nationally what their um, manifestos has has been um they've sometimes changed their their views on this it's very hard for them to form a, a structure and a strategy about it when you know they've only got one mp and yeah, uh, and, and very very few um although increasingly councils are electing more and more, i mean you know m many many more green councillors on local councillors across the country than there ever used to be and even in London and making differences to those councils and to the Greater London Authority for example and holding the decision makers to account yeah. because at least they have a presence there and they can say well look what about this you haven't thought about this but as for the, yeah, but there's not much we can do in Harrow about that um, national Green Party strategy. What we can do is show everyone, especially existing Harrow council officers and whoever is going to accede to power in Harrow next, whoever we get next as the council leader and the party with the control, we can show them what we care about, what we think that we can do as community groups and as members of the 
the public who are interested in these things and have knowledge you know we all have knowledge we all have knowledge now about stuff to do with climate change yeah. different people have different fields of speciality you know what they what they can contribute and we need to contribute that we need to say to the council look there are lots of people here who care about these issues because they voted green yeah we have 14 green candidates in Harrow this time it's not many it's not enough for one for every ward obviously um but it and we don't expect to obviously we don't expect to form any type of decision making body at Harrow Council but we do hope to be able to show that green party voters and green party members and people who are interested in the green party's um issues can show that their voice is there and it needs to be listened to by whoever is in a position to make the decisions so vote green Give at least, you will only have an opportunity in whatever your ward is to vote in Harrow for one Green councillor. Use it. Yeah. None of those Green candidates are seriously thinking that they are going to win. But if they do, they will be delighted and they will stick up for all those things that are missing from the climate change strategy and all those ways in which the council is wasting money and not achieving any progress towards better social justice, better services and better environmental handling in Harrow. Definitely. And, and it's, it's as you mentioned... Um, voting for any of these parties does show even on the national level that while these are only local elections it does show on the national level that there is support for some of these um, however there there uh, remains a concern some people have um, on asking certain people part of this community about their thoughts on the different parties the concern that some still say that the Green Party uh, lacks a sense of strategy and perhaps that doesn't uh, it, it means they can't lend them the support what I mean by that is for example this is just one example that there was that there, that there is out there um, former MEP for the Green Party um, uh, Molly uh, Scott Cato um, in 2019 um, publicly dismissed a lot of the talk around for example the Labour Party as being Corbyn mania in her words um, despite the fact that at the time Labour was lauded for having one of the greenest manifestos by a major party in history. So obviously, naturally, these different parties will have different opinions. Green Party will have different opinions than Labour Party as well. However, when it happened later on, a few months later in the 2019 general election, there was a Unite to Remain ticket, of course, with the, with the coalition between the Lib Dems, Green Party and Plaid Cymru in, in Wales. Um, and in Molly Scott Cato's seat in Stroud, she stood for that United Remain ticket against the Labour candidate. And it led to the Conservative Party winning by a smaller margin than the total vote share that she received. And so the, the, the question raised is, is there, is there a, a strategy for the Green Party here that, is, that shows that they're serious uh, candidate worthy of voting for? Um, it's, it's, it's one of the uh, concerns that, that, that is raised regarding 
if young people can lend their support to the Green Party? Well, this is something that's come up again currently now in parts of the country, isn't it, where the, the, you know, the Labour Party is finally um, getting on board with some forms of progressive alliance um, to defeat the Conservatives. I'm not saying that that's what we should do in, in Stanmore or anywhere particular in Harrow, um, yeah. But we have fought for it in general elections in the past where we have asked the Labour Party and the Lib Dem, but where nationally, you know, this has been the policy of the Lib Dems and the Green Party to form an alliance to, um, to, to try to force out um, the Tories, basically, or in the days of... Uh, UKIP, you know, to, um, and the Labour Party were never interested. They were never interested in um, standing down their own candidates in favour of Lib Dems or or any other type of progressive alliance. And that was a shame. I fought for it. I I protested in the street for it and and all that, but it never happened. Um, and apparently, in some places, it's happening now in some of the elections in some parts yeah, of the country. Yeah, there have been reports of certain parts I, of Labour and Lib Dem. I don't think it's coalition. happening much in London. Um, the trouble is that each party is just so politically engrossed in their own um, sort of identity and their history that they, they don't want to let go and think that they won't have their own but even if it means getting out um, a far right um, candidates that they you know but I think Labour are coming round you know what you say about it now and yeah. what we are seeing now I think after the Red Wall disasters this isn't about London, but I think it's about elsewhere. Labour are starting to realise that unless they do form an alliance, they're not going to get very far. They're not well. For example, they wouldn't get very far in Stanmore, and then they haven't done yeah. for all these years, um, unless they were to form some type of progressive alliance. Um, but we're not there. Uh, you know, and we are where we are, and and that's what we have to work with. Thank you. So, um, just before we close up, I'd like to uh, go through one last question that was regarding um, the youth of our community. You know, the main uh, primary audience for podcasts such as these, um, which is that a large portion of the youth in our community have felt more disconnected from the political scene currently. They're facing uh, tough times, obviously not just the youth facing the cost of living crisis, but this is something that's affecting everyone in the, in, in the community. Um, but the youth, for example, have felt the brunt of some of these policies of the current government. They feel disconnected from every major party. Since 2019, where a lot of them were politically involved, since then they felt that their voice hasn't been heard. They felt for the Conservative Party, some of them, some of them feel they're connected, but a lot of them feel disconnected. Similarly with Labour Party. And even with parties such as the Green Party, especially after a uh, former leader, uh, Sean Berry, um, she tweeted in, in 2020, which a lot of people um, seem to feel a bit uh, 
put off by, which following reports that a large number of people were leaving uh, the Labour Party. Um, she tweeted suggesting that a lot of people were leaving based on racism, implying that they were racist. And a lot of people didn't like this idea that they felt put off for one reason or another from various different parties, for whatever the reason. And so the question now comes in, what can we do to get the youth uh, more involved in politics? Is there a way to make the youth feel that their voices are being heard in the political scene? I hope so, don't you? Um, I hope that a lot more young people will, instead of being necessarily drawn into Labour or Conservative or Lib Dem or even Green Party sort of boxes, putting getting people into categories, people just inform themselves by you know listening to programs like yours and um informing reading you know maybe reading more informative stuff and watching more informative um and true um stuff and social media etc rather than being misled by what is a lot of you know fake news about you know Sean Berry says something and then and then it sparks off all this you know counter and you know this party's worse in this way and that party's worse in that way I've met Sean Berry she's lovely um I've met Scully, Molly Scott Cato as well and um and yes, maybe it was a bit of a mistake for her to, um, you know, and then she lost her, listen, she lost her potential, because it wasn't a seat that she had that she lost, was it? it no, because I believe she was part of the European Parliament, and then of course... Yeah, that's why I met Brexit, her, I met so. her in Brussels. Yeah. Um, yes, it's a sticky one, this progressive alliance business, when you've got a party like the Conservatives, who have very loyal members um but all of the parties that you know all of the traditional parties all of those parliamentary parties they have um local constituency parties on the ground who are they're just so stuck in their ways saying do you know what i mean that yeah. they and they just can't move on to a wider picture where you know we haven't got to keep carping. I tell you what it's like. It's sort of like a video game where everybody has got to trip everybody else up in order to get a higher and higher score and then say, oh, look, we won. We, we, we yeah. you know, we, we shot this people more times than they shot us or whatever. But that shouldn't really be what it's about, should it? No, definitely, I agree with that. In fact, um, just before we before we close out, I'd like to pass it back to you for a final, perhaps thirty seconds or so, to just close up. Why should people listening vote for the Green Party on Thursday? In the local elections, like here in Harrow, voting for the Green Party just shows that you might want to send a message to the. Conservative Party that you're not very happy with the way they are running our country 
and you might want to send a message to the Harrow Council that you are not very happy with the way they are running our council and that you would like them to take on some ideas about how we can do this more fairly, how we can do it more, um, how we can spend our money more wisely and how we can better protect our environment and the planet by listening to our communities and to the science of the world. Thank you very much. And thank you once again, uh, Linda Robinson, for coming on this podcast um, to speak to us in the run-up to the local elections. Um, and thank you once again to all our listeners as well for tuning in for another al the Youth podcast. Um, as always, please do let us know for any feedback and any ideas for any future podcasts. We're always happy to take it on board. So thank you once again. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.